0: Well, I'm ready to more or less start. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Jeff, you got a game <laughs> on? I guess <laughs> I'll put that Suns game on?
1: Jeff, did you have to just give yourself fake eyebrows? Is that what happened? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff's up in the Zoom filters. I can't stop.
0: Yes. <laughs> He's going to be like, all right, you guys do the pick game. I got these Zoom filters I'm fucking with. You like my eyebrows?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh I think I'm gonna watch uh Jazz at Lakers. You guys are watching NBA TV. You guys are watching basketball? I got uh, the... it's not on yet. I've got football on now, but there's football on? Yeah. What's up? We doing this? Yeah, we're
2: totally doing this.
1: Do you have a do you have a fake beard too? Or is that your regular beard? Did you just change your beard color? You can't stop. I think my beard is
2: not, I don't think there's a filter on my beard.
0: Look what I got a 16 <laughs> ounce Pilsner Kell in a can. Oh, what yeah. Is it? It's a beer Brian would really like to drink. Not tonight, but in, in general. Oh.
2: To House of Hoops with Bo, Brian, and Jeff. I'm Jeff Hausman coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. It's episode 93. It's Monday night. It's January 17th, 2022. Thank you for listening. Who is here tonight (laughs) coming to us virtually is Brian Clark. What up, Brian? Hey. Hey, buddy. What's up? How's it going? You know, it's going. Brian's virtually for some reason tonight. I don't think he's feeling well. Uh, Also coming to us virtually from St. Paul, Minnesota is Boyer Brady. Heidi ho buckaroos. What up, Bo? What up? Nothing. What are we going to do tonight? I think we've got a pick game. It's the Warriors and the Grizzlies. Um, There's news. There's NBA news. And we have our lowered expectations. Hopefully. is it house of H a U S of hoops.com there. You can find our shop, our social media links to our YouTube page, which will soon have all of our music on it soon coming soon.
1: Oh, what a bonus.
2: If you wanted to listen to all the music, just it'll be on YouTube. I decided against paying for publishing to get it on like iTunes and Spotify and all that stuff. I just don't think it's worth it. I don't think it's worth paying money for a joke. Let's see, what else can you do there? You can contact us on the website, you can send us messages, or you can call us or text us. At 901-365-75, you can leave a voicemail that will play on air, or you can text me. So far, the only text messages I've gotten on there are uh, pictures. I could tell you what the pictures were, but uh, I'm not sure I even want to. They're kind of graphic. Anyway, what's going on with you guys? Uh, Bo? what's going on? How you been?
0: I've been pretty good, yeah. Yeah? Nothing out of the ordinary has been going on this week. Pretty normal week with the kids. We took them skiing and I snowboarded on Saturday again. Cool. They all went to school. Pretty normal pandemic week. The never-ending
2: pandemic week. Groundhog's pandemic.
0: Feels that way. All
2: right. It's Martin Luther King Day.
0: It is. And you know what's weird is today is my trash day and they picked it up. It's always weird to me when trash gets picked up on MLK Day. This is weird to me. They don't do that. They don't do that here. You and I and Brian all know why, but those of us that are not from Memphis, the civil rights movement was in tandem with the sanitation department in Memphis. They had the that was wasn't that the I am a man uh, Mm -hmm. walk was with the sanitation people sanitation guys. Yes. So I, I mean, it only makes sense that the sanitation department takes MLK Day very seriously, mm-hmm. versus up here it's some private company run by a bunch of white dudes. They're gonna work. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, I just that's always stood out to me as a subtle difference between the two two cities, two places.
2: Did you see the Grizzlies won this afternoon? I did. It's our. One nationally televised game a year is always on MLK Day. Except for the finals this year against the Hornets. (laughs) True. True. Once we get to the playoffs, all those games will be televised nationally. But uh, yeah, the Grizzlies beat the Bulls today. That was fun. I mean, we'll get into it later, but the Bulls are not the same team without Levine. They are not. We'll get into that later. Brian, how you doing?
1: I'm all right, man. Apologize for being virtual today. I didn't want to take the chance of needing to use your bathroom.
2: (laughs) He's not feeling
1: well. So I figured it would just be better off if I stayed home.
2: Probably a good call. Yeah. We don't have any toilet
1: paper. Gotta, 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 gotta. (laughs) I would have brought my own. Don't worry. Um, I I always keep a roll in the truck. Had a late night hamburger after work last night, takeout from a restaurant which will remain nameless because I've had a hundred good experiences at this place. Sure. I'm not going to let one, you know, it's not like I'll never go back, but.
0: You didn't go back today.
1: I did not go back today.
0: (laughs) Probably
2: be a minute before you get (laughs) that
1: appetite. (laughs) Most likely. Yeah, I got in about halfway through a hamburger before I realized it was raw. I brought it home. Mm. It was, it was. I'd ordered it medium and it was, I mean, it wasn't like medium rare. It was dead raw in the middle.
2: Yeah. They
1: tried to rush it. Oh yeah. They were, they were rushing us out of there. Mm-hmm. The, the whole situation was very awkward with like the interaction with staff and mm. everything was just kind of weird. A lot of red flags. I should have, I should have walked out. I should have walked in and just walked out. But, uh, I trusted these guys, you know, cause they're a reputable restaurant and they always take good care of me. So but hmm. they didn't last night and they didn't at five o'clock this morning when I woke up.
2: Oh no, they took and, care uh, of you
1: and dealt dealt with the ramifications of eating your raw hamburger. <clears throat> Gross. Yes. That's why I'm virtual tonight.
2: God, I'm glad I you didn't, guys uh, didn't invite me out last night.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you for Boxing me out of that situation.
1: You are welcome. <laughs> so welcome.
2: So what else have you been up to this week? Anything besides eating shitty food?
1: I went to a basketball game, which we'll talk about later.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll get to um, that later.
1: Something just happened in this Rams-Cardinals game. Uh, it looks like somebody got hurt, and all the players are angry at each other. I'm out of the situation.
2: Oh, okay. I'm not watching football.
1: I was, just, I was just watching it until Chaz Lakers comes on.
2: That should be starting any minute now.
1: Any minute. Yeah, went to a basketball game and worked.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, got food poisoning. That's, that was my week.
2: <laughs> Man. It was, a, it was a fast week in my opinion. I had a yeah, lot of. It was. Yeah, I don't know what it, that is. Maybe it's just the uh, time of the year. We got snow here down in Memphis, Bo.
0: Oh, that's what my mom said.
2: But it was like 35 degrees. It was like the low, so it didn't really.
0: Is it still me. around or is it kind of gone? Uh, it's still around. I got
2: a little bit like on the back deck, a little bit in the grass.
1: Yeah, then the sun came out that afternoon Yeah. and took care of most of it.
2: Mm hmm. It was a couple inches though. It's a mm-hmm. good big wet dropping of snow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know about that.
2: Gross. <laughs> uh it was fast for me. I just worked on the podcast all week. I did some work with Brian, but it's mostly just working on the podcast all week. Taking up a little more time than usual. But that's okay. There's one thing that grabbed my attention this week. This is something no one's talking about. So I was watching some MJ, you know, Michael Jordan documentary, and within the documentary, they were talking about Michael Jordan's older brother. Are you familiar with who that is? Uh
0: I won't, before you started texting me about it. It's Larry. Larry Jordan. Larry.
2: Yeah. Larry Jordan is about 11 months older than Michael. The two brothers were big rivals when they were young. They played high school ball together, and when Michael was a junior, Larry was a senior. Michael Jordan has often stated that his older brother Larry is responsible for most of his NBA success. That's why Michael Jordan wears 23. Do you know why? do not know why. His brother wore 45. So he chose 23 as it was half of 45. He chose 23 because he wanted to be at least half as good as his brother, Larry. So each of these guys, Larry and Michael, they both worked very hard to be better than the other at at everything they did. There was always a competition. They always ended up fighting each other while playing basketball. MJ credits his older brother for... A lot of his success in basketball. Michael's brother Larry, he was only five8, but he had a 44 inch vertical leap and uh, apparently performed some pretty sick dunks in his time. Michael Jordan has said on the record that if his brother was a little taller, like 6- two, the world would know Michael Jordan as Larry's little brother. It's a classic like uh, sibling rivalry situation here that's a little background on who larry is so now currently i started thinking like what 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 the hell is larry like what is larry jordan doing with his life he's michael jordan's older brother he was the catalyst in michael's career always pushing him always making michael better Well, he's been working for the Hornets. He was working for the Bobcats back in like 2012. He's been working with Michael's team that he owns for a long time. Michael took over the team in 2010. Larry was almost immediately given a job around 2012 or so. But recently, back in November of 2021, Larry moved up from director of player personnel to vice president of player personnel after serving as director of special projects before that special projects i don't know what that is i think he's just kind of like a dude around the office buzz peterson who the hornets recently promoted to senior vice president of basketball operations and assistant manager has praised larry jordan For his role in bringing LaMelo Ball and some of their other recent draft picks to Charlotte. I think Larry's kind of responsible for building this team. That Charlotte has. And we've been talking a lot about Charlotte recently. Because Charlotte has been pretty good recently. And it appears Michael and Larry and others are finally getting the Hornets on a path towards success. The Bobcats and Hornets they haven't really had a lot of success since Jordan's become majority governor and they've only reached the postseason twice. They lost in the first round both times. They also had like nine losing seasons since then. It was like the Kemba years, but uh, it appears that they're turning it around. And from what I can tell, Larry Jordan, who I, A lot of people probably don't even know exists as a person. He's in charge of the scouts from what I understand. So he has like a crew of like five or six scouts that he's overseeing. I think that's pretty much what he's doing as his job. Going out and finding the talent. I just thought it was really interesting. So I like deep dove into Larry Jordan all week. There's not a lot on him. Like, this guy's super under the radar. Pretty interesting story there. That's what I did with, like, my time off this
0: week. Did you try to call the front office and get an interview with him? I did not, Bo. Just be like, what's up, dude? You want to come on the podcast? Yeah. We got some Centennial IPAs laying around. I don't know if you could even get through. They just probably
2: hang up on you. Yeah, probably not. I probably wouldn't get past the secretary screening. But I thought it was interesting, you know, that Michael holds his brother in such high regard. I mean, these guys had some, like, brutal matchups growing up, you know. Larry had no idea Michael was going to grow to be, like, 6'6", be able to kick his ass all the time. That's pretty much all I got on that.
0: Okay. I like it.
2: What do you guys want to talk about? Anything? What have you seen in the NBA this week? What's caught your eye?
0: It's been hard, obviously, not to keep my eye on on the Grizzlies.
2: Yeah. Grizzlies have been a big focal point for you. Yeah. I saw uh, Chauncey Billups confirm CJ McCollum was coming back tonight after missing – he missed 18 games, and he said uh, CJ will start. Let's see Portland played Orlando played 28 minutes, 16 points, 7 of 13 from the field, 2 of 4 from three not bad. They got the win. That's good with Dame Lillard out forever. So CJ's back from that collapsed lung shit. He missed 18 games. That's a long time.
1: You think uh you think Lillard's out forever?
2: <laughs> I guess they, he had surgery, right?
1: I think he'll be back to with another team. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs>
2: yeah, I got a spot for him. I know what, exactly where he should go.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: yeah?
2: Yeah. I will saving it for later, though. Okay. Coming up later in the show <laughs> <laughs> Seat Geek. Seat Geek. First, Seat Geek is the place <laughs> you want to go. for last second tickets on the go
0: use the promo code house (laughs) H-A-U-S
2: use the promo code house (laughs) (laughs) H-A-S-S Bo what did you see in the news this week anything else besides grizzly stuff
0: Um, as far as news Durant's out for a while
2: Durant four to six weeks Mm mm-hmm what, he had a sprain or something? Like I think the same
0: thing that Jaw had, a sprain MCL maybe. Mm. No structural damage? No. Well, I mean, a sprain is a tear mm. by definition, but just a light tear. Mm. So anyway, he'll be out. They'll survive, obviously. I'm just glad the Grizzlies aren't f- potentially facing a 4-5 matchup against Durant. But that's about all I got on that. Um, There was that trade.
2: Oh, yeah, Cam, Reddish. Yeah, that was a big one. He was uh, one of the names early in the season that a lot of people were saying could get moved. I think he's been unhappy in Atlanta for a
0: while. Yeah, uh, that's basically what the Hawks got to trade down to not take Luca to take Trey. It makes you wonder, you know, we had
2: that story last week with uh, John Collins talking about the locker room kind of being off. Mm -hmm. It makes you wonder if that was part of it. Because if a guy publicly says that he doesn't want to be on the team, I mean, it's got to be a little awkward.
0: Yeah, you you don't know if it's it's just that one guy um, or if it's the team. I would assume it's just – it was Reddish. He just wants – more touches or more opportunity
2: yeah and it was interesting it's like nobody really knows if he'll get that in new york right but he's going there anyway
0: well yeah he's going to tibita who if the if he'll play a rookie if they're good but if he's not he's not going to play him right and he went to school with rj barrett right is that yeah that's what i
2: understood so they kind of have kind of getting the the crew back together a little bit there he's got a running mate yeah. And yeah,
1: they'll have Zion soon, too. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Clutch Sports shout out. <laughs> um, it doesn't look like the Knicks really had to give up that much. No. Nah. A conditional first round pick from Charlotte. Mm-hmm. A trade exception. Yeah. Kevin Knox. Yeah. Knox wasn't really doing anything. And Solo.
2: Yeah. Solo, the throw in. Who is not even playing? No, he's he's out for the year. Yeah. Say, Brian, you sure. like you like Cam Reddish, right?
1: I like it. I like that trade for for New York. They can just give them a little added scoring punch. I mean, Cam Reddish was a guy who. I mean, he played well in the playoffs last year. The Knicks could I feel like the Everybody can use a little more scoring. You know, I kind of thought about it whether he's not known for his defense. So it's possible that Thibodeau doesn't even play him. <laughs> I mean, if he wasn't playing Kimball Walker yeah. over defense, he's not, he's not going to play this kid. Or it's possible. He can get it So
2: I guess it comes down yeah, to no, my, offense or defense, what they need.
1: Yeah. My first reaction was that I liked it. RJ's got a buddy mm-hmm. to hang out with.
2: Yeah, and a and a lot of guys can play defense. They just choose fucking not to. Maybe he can Or be they don't spotlight. know
1: how, you know, <laughs> and they're they're not they're not taught how, you know. Yeah. Or that, they're not That can be not taught not shown in a way they can understand, you know.
2: Mm hmm. That can be taught and I think the kid knows how to play defense. he probably just needs to be motivated.
1: Mm-hmm
2: and uh that could work out and then you know if he if he's not playing tough defense i mean that's on coaching to figure out how to use his player if you, game management if you need more offense you put him more offense in if you need more defense you put more defense in you know it's game management it's nice to have different options on your roster you know yeah but cam he wanted to change the pace i think they found a good spot for him has he played yet
0: with the knicks he no, you? he's got an ankle injury or something. He's still out.
2: Yeah, and he has to like sit out for protocols too. I think, right?
0: Yeah, he's been out at uh, Magic City, so they got a he's got a <laughs> quarantine. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't played yet.
2: I mean, the Knicks have a lot of guys that play those forward guard spots.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We'll see. God, the Knicks is the weirdest roster. <laughs>
0: What else has been going on? Uh, that Bowl trade was re- was voided because of a physical. Oh, don't remind me. But uh, we don't need to go into that. It turns out
2: Bowl is actually 47. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a bummer because we, we spent some time on that trade last week, didn't we? <laughs>
2: yeah, probably. I was stoked. All right, we, don't, we don't need to talk about it anymore. <laughs> no, we don't. He's untradeable unplayable and untradeable where he's at so i don't fucking know what they're gonna do he's gonna end up back in the fucking g league or something oh hey this jazz lakers game has started
0: i'll have to put it on
2: jingles is back i like young jingles (laughs) yeah yeah all right so let's move on to the pick game What was the pick game? Anybody remember?
0: Yeah, I think it was the Golden State Warriors at the Memphis Grizzlies.
2: That's right. Tuesday night. Hmm. Brian, which broadcast did you watch?
1: I watched from courtside. Oh. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Brian was at the
1: game. I did not I did not watch a broadcast.
0: Did you do the Archie Manning thing and wear your AM FM headset
1: into the game? <laughs> I did not do that either.
2: <laughs> okay. He wore his cap with the fucking feather in it. Had his AM FM radio. Got hit in the face box with a pe- basketball. Box of peanuts.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Your zoom eyeballs, Jeff, are fucking ridiculous.
1: I know. It's just crazy. Bo. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, so Brian, did you drink a tiny bomb at the game?
1: Did not. I think they had Miller Lights back in the, in the Lexus Lounge.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I ordered a liquor drink to start. I always forget that the, the beers back there are free. Yeah, but you got to pay for the liquor. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, and of course, it's 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 really expensive. Of course, I, I make that mistake once, pretty much every time I get to go sit courtside with Mike. Brian. Shout out, Mike! Thanks for the tickets.
2: Brian, you can get two beers at a time back there.
1: And I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay. Just checking. I typically I typically do.
2: Just making sure. So like, that's not that's that's
0: good enough for me.
2: Yeah, fuck it.
1: Gets the job done.
2: So how was your experience at the game?
1: Any any time I get to go go sit down there, it's fun. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a totally different experience sitting that close. But this one in particular was uh, was incredible. I mean, it was it was like a playoff game atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was very intense. The the players and the fans. It was loud, fun, dude. It was a really good time. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, I did think I was gonna catch a basketball to my face.
2: Yeah, why were you not paying attention? Um,
1: I'm meant to know. Uh, Jai was passing the ball to Tyus, I believe. He hit, he hit a three like right in front of us, but Tyus wasn't in position. Like he was kind of running to the pass, mm. and so Mike and I both like stuck our hands up. <laughs> and I'm I'm meant to try to rewatch the broadcast and try to find this moment to see if maybe we were on TV looking stupid.
2: <laughs> Luckily the TV points to the back of your head, not your face.
1: Yeah. But I was, I was thinking maybe the replay, you know, off the three. <laughs> yeah. But I never, I never watched, I never rewatched the broadcast. So. Oh,
2: okay. So you had fun. It's a good game. Good time down there. Oh yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Nice. Of course it'd be, It'd be stupid not to have fun sitting in those seats. I agree. You'd be crazy. You'd be crazy not to have fun sitting in those seats. I agree.
2: It's different down there. It's nice. hmm What a treat. <laughs> uh, I was at okay. work, you know. <laughs> oh, that's nice. What a treat. Uh-huh. Cool. Fun, dude. <laughs>
1: You get to listen. What'd you, you could do. You've, you've been in the. You've been in those seats before. All yeah, right.
2: dude. So, what do you think of like Clay and Steph up close like that, man?
1: Uh, I mean, what can you say about Clay and Steph that hasn't already been said before? Mm. Uh, they're good.
2: Why did we pick this as a pick game then? Kaminga didn't play.
1: Why did we Kuminga pick this as a pick game? Why didn't did we? Did not play. Uh, well, we we wanted. We hadn't uh, picked a high profile game in a while. Yeah, and we wanted a high profile game. We wanted to watch the Grizzlies. Uh, Grizzlies Warriors being number one and number two in ESPN's power rankings mm-hmm. made it a pretty good excuse to to pick this game. Yeah, that's true. Clay Thomas doesn't look slow out there. You, I mean, I can I can give you some stuff. Clay he, Thomas didn't look like he needed to like he he's game ready. Is he? He's, he he was he was doing Clay stuff.
2: Does he look like I the mean, player he, he was?
1: I mean not a hundred percent. But he looked like he I mean he fit into their offense well. He didn't he didn't look lost out there. He didn't have a thirty point game, you know. Yeah. But I think uh there's something to be said about the Grizzlies defense.
2: Yeah, maybe. To me he seems and this is no disrespect, but he just doesn't seem like he a hundred percent believes in himself yet. Not his shot. His shot, he thinks they're all going in. But when he's going to the lane and he's coming down, it doesn't look like it just looks awkward. Maybe it's just me, like, thinking, oh, God, careful. <laughs> Is it just me, Bo? Have you noticed anything like that? Uh, I feel like I, I mean, can I, tell.
0: I think he's probably, I don't know. I mean, the, the first game back, he had that dunk. It looked pretty good to me.
2: Yeah. But when in traffic in the lane and he's coming down, it just doesn't look like he's ready. He just seemed like, I'm sure his body's fine, but that's like a big mental thing, man. A blown out knee and a ruptured Achilles, right? Yeah. Oh, back man. to back, basically. That's a lot. Jesus. Imagine having to go through all that shit again. I don't know. To me, he just seems kind of timid when he comes down a little shaky like he's not like 100 sure he wanted to even fucking attempt to go to the hole but knowing clay he probably realizes that exact that's exactly what he has to do to get back to being himself like he has to do it to get comfortable with it the more he goes into the lane the the more comfortable he'll be able to do it you know Mm -hmm. more comfortable he'll be doing it that's probably one of the things that he's Worried about the most though, you know, it's coming down. I mean, it makes sense. That's what his first play was. That he, after he came back, the first thing he did was went in the lane. Let's go ahead and break the ice right now. Remember, we talked about it and like the play wasn't even called for him, right? So it's like getting back on the horse, you know. What's the one thing I don't want to do? All right, I'm gonna do that right now. Break the ice. But what, which broadcast did you watch?
0: Uh, I caught the fourth, uh, third, and fourth quarter live on the NBA TV broadcast. Oh, okay. I would have preferred to watch Pete and Brevin, but whatever. Yeah, but we watch. It's good to hear other stuff.
2: Yeah, we watch. Like, I was thinking about it, and I watch enough Memphis broadcasts. We watch them all the time. So if I have an opportunity to hear a different viewpoint, like, I'm going for it. Yeah. It's the same thing with the MLK game today. You could watch it through the Bally Sports feed or you could watch it on TNT. I watched it on TNT because, frankly, I've seen enough games and I'll see plenty more with the guys that do the Grizzlies Valley Sports broadcast. Yeah, so I went with the uh, Warriors broadcast. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was all right. It was kind of weird. But it was okay. Uh, let's see. On the Warriors broadcast in the pregame, they talked about the Memphis swagger, an edge that they carry themselves with. So it's noticeable. You know? Other people are seeing this. They even talked about the Bain-Thompson matchup, which we were looking forward to. Let's see. The season series was one-to-one this season. It's four and four in the last eight. So it's a very, like, even matchup, you know? And it has been for a couple years anyway. The Warriors went 2 of 8 from 3 in the first quarter. The Grizzlies went 3 of 8 in the first quarter. Look, dudes, I was a little worried about what we were going to be able to take away from this game. (laughs) Like, what can we say that hasn't already been said about these two teams they both are getting so much attention right now what did we take away from the game brian what was your ultimate feeling in this game like what did you think
1: well the first thing i noticed was who was guarding steph curry mm-hmm. uh, it was the rookie zire williams
0: they had him on him a little bit
1: uh, a lot yeah yeah, he was think, guarding uh,
0: stuff, which I thought would be a disaster. Mm-hmm. Just trying to fuck with him with his length?
1: Yeah, yeah, using his length to kind of just get a hand in his face and try to run him off the line. I mean, Zanger's, hes he's tall and lanky. He's got long arms. He's quick. Uh-huh. I wonder if the Grizzlies coaching staff kind of, if they see him as like a future defensive stopper. If that's kind of what, you know, I don't, I'm not saying they're going to try to, they don't want him shooting and scoring, but I wonder if they've seen something in practice or were in his college games that have led them to believe that like he has a really good future as like a, like a big defensive guy. Mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised that they, they start him over DeAnthony.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Or even like Jarrett Culver, but he's he's really he's played well this past week. He's really kind of come out of his shell. But yeah, I mean you think okay, one of the best players in the league, a perennial MVP candidate, let's stick a rookie on him, you think that's gonna be disastrous. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. I mean Curry had he had twenty seven points this game. It's not like he didn't, you know, he still scored a lot, but could have scored forty. <laughs> he didn't do that.
0: What do you get, like 29 or something? 27, 10 and 10.
2: They had a triple-double.
1: Yeah, 27, 10 rebounds, 10 assists.
2: Ja Morant just barely outscored him with his 29. That's good to know that Zaire can keep up with one of the most uh, fit dudes in the league. <laughs> It's always running all over the place.
1: What you? Did you change your eyebrows?
2: Oh, what else? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what else? <laughs> the Grizzlies will never lose again. They were still on their streak, right?
1: Yes, they were. Uh, I did think during the third quarter that the Grizzlies were going to lose. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked to some guys at halftime about, uh, you know, game's not over. We've seen the Warriors be down in the first half and come out and, and be the real Warriors in the second half and just take a game over and, and bomb you out.
2: That's what the Warriors do. They win third quarters, they lead the league yeah. in third quarter point differentials.
1: Yeah, in the third quarter, the Warriors scored 39 points and the Grizzlies scored 28 points.
2: I mean, that's what they They were looking.
1: They were looking pretty scary in the, uh, in the third quarter.
2: Listen to this. I got a list of third quarter teams. Number one, golden state. Number two, Charlotte. Number three, Phoenix. Number four, Boston. And with Boston, I think Jason Tatum, like leads the league in fourth quarter scoring. Number five, Miami. Number six, Minnesota. And then, uh, all the way down at 14 is Memphis third quarters. That's what. The Warriors do, man. They come in out of that halftime and they fuck you up. Yeah, so you can't you can't bank on a first half with the Warriors.
1: Yeah, it was kind of the it was kind of the Curry show in the third quarter. hmm Yeah. He hit a couple threes. He was uh he was taking it to the rack. Clay hit a three. Yeah, it was kinda it was kinda just the curry show. He was kinda doing doing whatever he wanted. And I I don't remember who was guarding him in the third quarter. I don't remember if it was Zaire Mm -hmm. or if they had moved somebody else on to him.
2: In the third quarter, Steph played nine and a half minutes, scored 13 points, scored more points than anybody else in the game in the third quarter. Brandon Clark got it going a little bit. He had nine points in the third quarter. I remember that was like a good quarter for Brandon. But, yeah, every single Grizzlies player's. In the negative in the third quarter, except for Tyus Jones. Desmond Bain, like a negative 14. And I think that was when the Warriors were going with Gary Payton. Gary Payton 2. I think they stuck him The, the on young glove. The young, the, yeah. <laughs> the young glove. I think they stuck him on uh, John Morant a little bit there. John Morant played the whole third quarter. 12 minutes. It was a sold out game, did you know that
1: it felt like it,
2: yeah, you said it was kind of a ruckus,
1: yeah, yeah, it was loud- mm-hmm. yeah, the crowd participation was was pretty good with uh with a certain Andre Iguadala every time he touched the ball. oh, he was getting booed loudly. It's awesome and, uh, i uh, I think I like that. Yeah, the well, the Grizzlies fans did their part because they they kept it going the entire game. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, yeah. For anybody that doesn't know, Iggy famously in Memphis refused to play here after he was traded here.
0: I don't think it was. I don't think it was unreasonable. Yeah, but it's still like kind of shitty. It was his age, like thirty four season or something, and it was a good way to take some time off. It it, it was totally fine. What he's saying is the Grizzlies weren't
2: good enough for him to play here. That's what he was saying.
0: Oh, absolutely. They they weren't at that point, but they ended up being damn good. But, yes, I see both sides of it, and I stand with the
2: Grizzlies side of it. The players on the Grizzlies don't want to hear that fucking shit ever, that you're too good to play for with them. Nobody wants to hear that. So, yeah, I'm for the booing. Fuck Iggy. Light him in the fucking fire. Let's see, Draymond was out in this game. Steven Adams was out for the Grizzlies. Draymond out for the Warriors. Dylan Brooks is still out with that left ankle sprain for the Grizzlies. Warriors were missing Kaminga, and Wiseman still hasn't come back. A couple key guys out for the Warriors there, I think. Same with the Griz There's no excuse. Both of these teams have what?
1: I was gonna, I was gonna say. I mean, if you want to go ahead and move on to the fourth quarter, that was the uh, Tyus Jones show,
2: dude. Tyus, I know. So good.
1: Yeah, I felt like he kind of single-handedly <laughs> brought us back.
2: Man had 17 points in the game. He was a plus 20,
0: five for five from three, right?
2: Mm -hmm. in 23 minutes
0: eight assists and he really started the year off slow and not doing anything
2: six rebounds two steals one turnover yeah he did kind of start out slow but he seems like he's kind of falling in place with everybody else where he's being more aggressive like that's the name of the game he hit that big three late in the fourth that was a monster shot it really was was. running down he pulled up deep you were like whoa that's not tyus it's not his move
0: no he's a like the mike conley floater in the lane yeah he'll get in
2: get in there not pull up a deep three with like the most confidence i've ever seen in a player in my entire life is that why they call him stones who knows the Grizzlies have an array of shooters and finishers, as do the Warriors. It's kind of similar teams, really. The Grizzlies move well. They make good passes. They take good shots on offense. They hustle and fight on defense. You See a lot of that in the Warriors, too. But Clay, Clay was so rusty. Did you see him run into the ref, uh, running up the sideline?
1: Oh, yeah, that was, that was pretty funny.
2: They both tripped and fell on the ground.
1: <laughs> maybe I was maybe I was wrong about <laughs> saying that he he looked like he was he was fitting in and ready.
2: <laughs> I mean it as no disrespect, but I feel like you can tell he just doesn't look like it's, it's not the same guy. And hopefully that changes, you know, after a, another week or two of playing. I mean, there's a reason they're only playing him. 15 minutes or whatever the hell he's playing. 19. So he's he's they're capping him at like 20 minutes. There's a reason. I think the over-under on points Clay Thompson was going to score this game was like 14 and a half. He scored 14 points. They nailed that. The Grizzlies blew an 18-point lead, and we had a game. Coincidentally, we were talking about third quarter's. Klay Thompson set an NBA record for points scored in a quarter by scoring 37 points in a uh, game against the Kings. What game was that? A few years ago. No. <laughs> was
1: that the was that the game where he he took like less dribbles than shots or something? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Probably. What was
1: that stat? Like it was just all catch and shoot threes. Looks
2: like Maybe 2015, it was a 126-101 victory over the Kings. Nine of nine from three. 13 of 13 shooting. He outscored the Kings by 15 points in a quarter. He passed Will Chamberlain's 31 in 1962. Yeah, this was January 2015. That's what he's capable of. He said, I can't believe I own an NBA record. Pretty bizarre. That was when Clay was 24. So uh, back to the game a little bit here. John Moran is getting really good at getting in the lane and getting those clutch baskets when the Grizzlies need them, huh?
0: Man, he just – it's like he f- floats in the air until the last second and then flips it up off the backboard.
2: Yeah, he gets he, – he does like a snake run through the lane. He just sees the angles. He did it at the end of the third quarter in this game. Like he was like, "Okay, I want to score before the end of the quarter." And uh he just did. Like you expect him to make them now. He takes that challenge on. He wants the ball. And he's he's really getting good at it. You know, he's had some failures in the past already, but he's I feel like he's really getting good at it. And then the the, the award the Warriors announcer kept saying The back door is open. Go ahead and use it. (laughs) It was all tied up with 10 minutes left in the game. The Grizzlies just kind of dominated it, huh? Just kind of closed it out.
0: I was surprised that they were able to hold on like they did Mm -hmm. without what I felt was going to be a barrage of threes from the Warriors. It was a great game. I'm glad we got to watch it.
2: Mm -hmm. It was fun. It was definitely it was
0: really, fun. It was really fun to sit courtside and drink free Miller Lights. Yeah. I also enjoyed that.
1: It's uh that was a that was a highlight. It was
2: a, <laughs> it was a fun game just to kind of watch, you know. I didn't want to over analyze it. I just enjoyed watching it, you know. It's one of those pick games. Yeah, it was really fun, man. Yeah, it was very enjoyable. Probably not our best
0: choice. <laughs> We wanted to enjoy it too much. <laughs> you know? No way, man. That was it was fun. Yeah. If any of the listeners watched it with us, they had fun as well.
2: Yeah, probably. Right, Greg? Greg definitely watched the game. Greg had a blast. All right. That'll just about do it for the pick game. Let's move along now. It's time to do lowered expectations. At the beginning of the season, for some damn reason, we all picked a team to keep up with that we had lower expectations for. Bo, you picked the Timberwolves.
0: Oh, that's right. That's who I picked.
2: Which is kind of the perfect team. Absolutely. They've kind of held true to lower ex low expectations.
0: Do you have anything this week? Yeah. Let me pull up my notes here. So the Wolves, they played, if you count Sunday last week, which we had already, I think we kind of already touched on it, but the last four games, they went two and two. They beat the Rockets by 18, lost the Pelicans by three, lost to Memphis in Memphis by eight, and then they beat the Warriors, shorthanded Warriors by 20. 500 ball. That's, uh, and everybody's all the Wolves fans are real, real excited about this team and the hunt. Yeah. Um, I can't tell I do if you're being a, serious. No, they're actually very excited. Like they, they think this is, this is great. And this is, I do have an ax to grind with Wolves fans and Wolves media in general. They like to act like this. Patrick Beverly trade was like a big steal for the organization. <laughs> and it, And I just want to say, okay, so where did you acquire Patrick Beverly from? Mm -hmm. It was oh, so we got him from uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. Okay. So, okay. You got him from the Memphis Grizzlies. Great. So, so how is, how are the Memphis Grizzlies doing without said Patrick Beverly of a steel trade? Oh, well, yeah, they're currently, uh, I think third or fourth in the West now. Huh? Yeah. (laughs) And, and what's your record? What, what are you ranked Minnesota? Oh yeah. We're in the hunt. Yeah. We're going to probably be a playing team if we're good. Lucky. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, Pat Beverly, he's changed everything for our franchise. He was a player that nobody wanted that we could have had straight up from the Clippers for nothing, but we still got him from nothing for the Grizzlies. And it was a steal for us. So we're doing great and uh, look forward to the (laughs) play-in. So Anyway, that's my axe to grind. It doesn't make any sense. Their obsession with Patrick Beverly. I get that he's changed the culture, that he's ratchet, he's, a, he's a veteran. They probably I get it. Cat needs cat needs that guy. Mm-hmm. But to act like the trade was a steal is just I, I think it's just wrong. It was no heist. No. The salary was too much and if he was that good, he would have welcomed the trade to I don't know, any any team other than Sacramento and Minnesota, probably. So anyway, that's my axe to grind. But an up-and-coming player for the Wolves to look out for is Jalen Noel. Okay. He's been playing really good over his last 15 games. This is from Dane Moore, who I fo- who follows the team a lot close, more closely than I do. Over the last 15 ga- games, he's second in the Wolves in true shooting, only behind... Cat and fourth in usage, only behind Cat Dilo and Anthony Edwards. So he's a, he's a good player, it looks like, and he's someone to keep an eye on. If you got an open roster spot in your fantasy league that's 20 teams deep, maybe you want to grab him. Yeah. So Well, do you? I, I don't have I an I could drop Tyus Jones or I guess Precious Achua.
2: Timberwolves beat the Warriors yesterday. They're kind of skidding after this Grizzlies game, huh?
0: <laughs> well, the uh, Steph Curry man is out. Was out that game. They're shorthanded. Mm-hmm. But anyway,
2: Brian, you got the Bulls.
1: I do have the Bulls. Their expectations are pretty lowered right now.
2: They're kind of skidding.
1: Yeah, I mean they're still they're still leading the Central. Looks like they're still ahead of Cleveland by a game and a half. They're on a four-game skid since losing forward Derek Jones Jr. in uh, the the Brooklyn game. It's mm-hmm. like he's going to be out a couple weeks with a bone bruise. I think they really need Derek Jones Jr. back.
2: Hmm. <sighs> Derek Jones Jr. Huh.
1: Yeah, I think that's. I think that's. Oh, oh.
0: Are there? Oh, okay. are there any? So, other... so in the
1: next game against the Warriors. Okay, I'm just now seeing this. (laughs) Zach Levine left the Warriors game. Oh. See, here I was thinking this entire skid was due to not having Derrick Jones Jr. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think uh, maybe not having Zach Levine could have a little bit to do with it as well. I think he's one of their better players. I might have to look into it a little bit
2: zach levine they need him to win
1: yeah he's a um big part of their offense
2: he's not expected to miss significant time but how about io It's <laughs> your boy it is, it is io time for now though in chicago Ooh, boy you seen what he's been doing
1: yeah, you you want to take the reins on him because I feel like have you like seen you this?
2: Have you seen this guy? Take the reins on what?
1: Your on on Io. Oh, on your. I feel like you like team. Well, yeah, it's, I just feel like you really want to talk about. Him. Of course, I do. He's your guy. You love this guy. He's my friend. You guys are friends. We're buddies. Yes follow each other
2: on Instagram or something. We're friends on Facebook. <laughs> Io's been putting up some crazy lines. I think the Bulls have played like two games without Levine. The first game, Io went 9-10 of 10 from the field, hitting three threes, 21 points, four rebounds, 10 assists in the game. And then the Bulls played the Grizzlies tonight. Io went 7-12 from the field, 1-3, 15 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, 5 steals, and 2 blocks.
1: That's, that's an insane style. <laughs> that's
2: something else. Kobe White is so tradable. The ki- <laughs> and the kid's playing defense, man. I think I was watching that Bulls-Grizzlies game today, and like one of the main things I saw was John Morant just seemed like out of character. He seemed like he wasn't super into the game. He seemed like he was kind of like leaning on everybody else, kind of setting everybody else up a lot. I think uh, Io was giving him a fit, man. It seemed like he was all over him, all game. Just nothing, giving him I, nothing. Was,
1: was Io as his primary defender? I didn't get to watch much because we were, Yeah, I was at work, but.
2: It was 12 on 12, bro. Oof. Io. 12 on 12 crime. <laughs> Io's good. I'm excited. This guy's a rookie. He slipped into the second round just because he wasn't like a one and done, you know? <laughs> but uh, Levine's not expected to miss significant time. So it's a short lived stint here with Io as a starter. Levine had an MRI Saturday, showed no structural damage to his left knee. He, so he's, I guess he's just sore.
1: They've lost four straight. Yeah since losing derrick jones jr yeah
2: Yeah. Uh, levine's important possibly more important than DeRozan.
1: yeah speaking of chicago losing one last little note on him tony bradley lost some pride today he took a little hit to his oh. pride did you see this <laughs> Stephen adams picking him up off the ground yeah. and carrying him away from a from a scrum
2: yeah it's time to let go mate <laughs>
0: I saw a comment on the internet someone said I wish Stephen Adams would wrap his arms around me like that."
1: yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah John Morant got in got into it with your boy there Brian and uh, neither of them would really let go so then Stephen Adams just comes up behind and grabs dude and just starts dragging him away and eventually picking him up clean off the f- ground. And yeah, at
1: one point, his feet were not touching the ground.
2: <laughs> what did Jaron say after the game? Something like, uh, when Steven Adams picks you up off the ground, you feel like you're a seven-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. I'm paraphrasing. He said something like, you're a grown man, but you're seven. <laughs> <laughs> They got Benjamin Button disease. Brian, you said uh, who who came out with that big story on uh, Arturus Konasovis?
1: It was uh, Adrian Wojnowski. Oh, Woj. Yeah. So go read that. And uh, <laughs> yeah, right, right as me and Jeff were talking about discussing discussing that. I mean, two days later. Woj puts a piece out, and we're like,
2: well, I guess that's been done.
1: All right.
2: (laughs) Our angle was uh, nobody was really talking about it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) The the
2: former Nuggets executive, Karnasovas, is now with Chicago. He leaves Denver. Denver slips. Uh, Granted, some of that's injuries. He joins Chicago, and they're in first place in the East. And those are just facts. And I don't know if he... At the time, our discussion was, well, is, is anybody giving this guy credit? Because, I mean, we pointed it out over the off season. We are like, dude, Bulls, like this guy's responsible for what Denver's done. Bulls should come up. And they took a lot of shit for that DeRozan signing, but it's working out just fine. And is anybody giving Conosovas credit? And uh, that's kind of where we left off before the uh, Woj Story bomb ruined our plans, but whatever. There's no reason for us to do it. Just go read Rose's story. I'm sure it says basically what I just said. It's probably exactly the same.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, he pretty much said everything that we were gonna <laughs> we were gonna plan on talking about.
2: Fuck it. My lowered expectation team was the Spurs because I didn't have high expectations for this team, so. Let's dive in and see what's going on with the Spurs. There's a lot of interest, a lot of rumors going around with the Spurs right now on trades. Jakob Bartle and Thaddeus Young, they're in the rumors. The Suns are interested, according to ESPN's Brian Wardhorse, who claims he spent many hours this week talking Spurs. Poor guy. Rumor has it the Nuggets are interested in Bryn Forbes, but... Yeah, so right now it's just a lot of rumors. that, But the Spurs aren't, like, notorious. They're they're actually notoriously famous for not doing in-season trades. So we'll see how this plays out. I think Thaddeus is pretty expendable. They're not playing him, and I think they plan on, like, waving him. So if they can get something for him, I see that.
0: Would you like a Jared Culver for a Thaddeus Young? Hmm. I don't think his salaries match up.
2: I don't want Oops. him. I don't think the Grizzlies should do anything.
0: I think that they could somehow do something with that Jarrett Colver contract that doesn't hurt chemistry. Then yes, I don't they know. They have three first round picks next year.
2: How do you know that doesn't affect chemistry? They like, they, maybe they I, really I don't like know. That guy,
0: maybe he he's cool as shit. Maybe he's buying. Bottom- he, he might go like nuts at practice. You don't know.
2: Yeah, and maybe he's getting a weed. I don't know. Getting the weed?
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's the weed guy.
2: (laughs) You don't fuck with this shit, man. When you're cruising like they are. Ain't nothing broken, Memphis. You don't touch it.
0: Tayshaun's the weed guy. Get real. (laughs) (laughs) Tayshaun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jeff, you don't want to bring uh, Thaddeus Young back home?
2: Nah. I could see how it would work. A little more Veteran. Locker room, but I don't know. I don't think they should do anything in Memphis. Nothing. The Spurs last week went one win and three losses. It's perfect. Just losing. I think what the Spurs should do is sell off all their youth for a big three. And then Pop says, all right, we're going for it one last time. (laughs) He goes out and he gets Ben Simmons. And then he gets Miles Turner or Sabonis or LaVert, whoever he can get from Indy. He goes and gets John Wall from Houston. And then he gets Buddy Healed or Dame Lillard, whichever one he can get from up there. They get uh, Jeremy Grant. I hear he's available. They grab Kobe White. They go get Kevin Love. Now they've got this monster team. And they just get like this. They just say, "Fuck it." Popovich is like, "I'm going to coach them all up. We're going to we're going to play as a conge- cohesive unit. We're going to go for the title. Fuck it. Fuck the youth. Becky's gone. <laughs> There's no one to take over this team. Why am I bothering to build something nobody wants? Like, who's going to take over this team? Nobody. Why am I doing this? Give me some NBA players. I'm tired of this. I don't want to I don't want to do this anymore. I want I want vets. Go get me Wall, Kevin Love. Whatever we can get from Indy. Give me Ben Simmons. Give me all these guys. Anyone from New Orleans, Valentinius, Ingram, fuck it. They're probably just going to give everybody away. They the sports have tons of rebuild assets they can trade. Tons. Fuck it. Let's go get a big three and try to win. That's what I think the Spurs should do. What if they did that? Would that not be fucking great? How exciting would that be? Like Popovich is going all in, dude. This is awesome.
1: RC Buford, go get me some talent.
2: Yeah. Fuck all this shit. Becky ain't coming back. You guys fuck that up.
1: Go get me some high-scoring wine drinking motherfuckers
2: get me this I want to do what Chicago's doing I want to do what the Wizards do I want to do what the Lakers are doing <laughs>
1: go get me Carmelo
2: Anthony go get me whatever I can get can you get me Westbrook get me Westbrook I'll take him I'll, I'll run out I'll run John Wall Ben Simmons and Russell Westbrook out there and we'll play the Spurs way That's my dream. That's what I want to see the Spurs do.
1: I would love to see Popovich coaching Westbrook. (laughs) I mean, I would hate it. I would love it. But I would also love it.
2: He's just all of a sudden, he's just a pure point guard. And he's just playing. He's just locking down point guards all over the league. Just passing, just making amazing passes. Finding the open man. Not shooting. He averages.
1: He, yeah, he's taking like maybe four, four shots a game. He but turned, he's getting twelve rebounds and fourteen assists.
2: He turns into Rajon Rondo like five years ago.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> Three points, seven rebounds, twenty-seven assists a game. Yes, yes. <laughs> Westbrook the spur. That the at the press conference pop is is like. Fuck Scott Skiles. I want to take that record down. We're doing this shit. <laughs>
2: John Wall's playing the two. Just shooting. He's got Ben Simmons at the three or the four.
0: He's like, Russ, we can do 31 assists, right?
2: Kobe White's coming off the bench. i goes playing
1: Ben Simmons at center.
2: He goes and he gets Valanchunas from New Orleans because they've given up. Some way there's a Three-team deal with the Knicks.
1: I think, uh, Jeff, I think you just settled the Spurs with like a $300 million payroll.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and the Knicks end up with Zion somehow, and uh, the Spurs get uh, Emmanuel quickly or something. I don't know. A defensive stopper.
0: So I got this Lakers game on and the Jazz game, and – so, LeBron's fake hairline, it would be so much better if he was just like straight up like half bald or whatever. <laughs> Why? Just like just killing fools, like bald as shit. Yeah. With like a bad hairline. That'd be awesome. He should fucking uh,
2: just let it just bick it, I think.
0: No, well, he's figured something out. Has he?
2: Yeah, he's got a hairline. It looks good. It's back. My yeah. shit froze up. God damn. I can hear you. Oh, um, my game.
0: Oh, they're talking about your eyebrows. <laughs>
2: <laughs> don't laugh at my eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's my dream. Spurs. Let's pick a game for next week. Oh,
0: uh, first thing that stood out to me was Wednesday night Raptors at Mavericks. I don't know if the Mavs we've. I don't know. We've talked about Dallas quite a bit. Yeah. How many stars is that? I like the I like that matchup just because of the Raptors. So I'd say three, three and a half, three.
2: We're yeah. doing a we're doing a five star system because I'm a five star man, and these are five star eyebrows eyebrows. Any problems with that?
1: Mm-mm. Okay. No Go way, boss. Good You
2: like any other games?
0: Ooh, there's the Raptors at the Wizards on Friday night. We are done the Wizards.
2: Nah, I don't want to do another Wizards game, dude. I gotcha. I'll scratch that one off. I got one. All right. Tuesday, Minnesota at New York. Ooh. Mm. Now, if we look at the standings, New York is. 500, 22 and 22. The Timberwolves, as of now, are 21 and 22. Very comparable teams. Could be a good game. Yeah. Three and a half
0: stars. (laughs) (laughs) Three and a half.
1: (laughs) I like that Minnesota, New York, as far as other games. I mean, we had a high-profile game last week. Yeah. If so we wanted to pick a game that nobody's going to cover. Uh, we've got Oklahoma City at San Antonio on Wednesday.
0: I like Oof. that. Shea's been playing. He's been balling. I like that. I think this week we should
2: do a, a team that we haven't done. And uh, Oklahoma, I don't think we've done San Antonio either, aside from our lowered expectations. Uh, another one that's sort of interesting is wednesday detroit at sacramento
0: i saw that one but i could not even like bring myself to talk about that
2: it's two teams that we haven't done we can knock out two teams we can watch two teams we have not watched oh my gosh sacramento 18 and 28 with the playoff mandate detroit 10 and 32 (laughs) (laughs) how is sacramento still bad after they got rid of luke walton
0: yeah, who would have yeah. known that they would have still sucked and they should have just kept their coach. So stupid.
2: It still fucking angers me that he got fired for no reason. Just because it, it was pressure. from.
0: Actually, we should try to get him on the pod and say, so what are you doing now that you've been fired and you're still getting paid? That dude is on a boat somewhere. That's what I mean. He's good. He's hanging out with his dad, listening to the Grateful Dead.
2: That game's probably too bad. Yeah, but at some point we want to watch Detroit, don't we? All right, let's just pick a bad game. Fuck it.
0: <laughs> that's a that's a one-star game, and I'm a five-star man, but I'm going that way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there was a it was like a Reddit post I think I saw today, and I, it said what's one player you could put on the Kings to immediately make them better? And, of course, the first and most obvious answer was Luca. (laughs) Perfect. I was like, yep, that's it. Mm -hmm. In the thread, that's it.
2: It's not Luke Walton's fault. So let's take Detroit-Sacramento out. It's just not our week for that. We'll find something different for those. But there is a growing list of teams that we have not covered at all. And they're all the bad ones. At some point, we're going to have to start looking at some of these. I think. Yeah, so. I think. All right. So Toronto, Dallas, OKC, San Antonio, or Minnesota, New York. The mini New York one's interesting because they're comparable Records and it's different conferences. I don't think we've done the Timberwolves. Definitely haven't. I like that game.
0: All right, let's let's, let's or, do it. You you guys watch Clyde, and I'll watch the. Uh,
2: is it OKC, San Antonio, or Minnesota, New York, Brian? Which one do you like?
1: Uh, I mean, if I have to pick, I'm taking Minnesota, New York.
2: Okay. It's Thibodeau versus his old team. Minnesota. I feel like we... Cat versus Randall. Did
1: Minnesota-New York last year.
2: Yeah, probably. We may have, Uh, yeah. Because
1: I feel like we talked about... The same shit? Thibodeau, yeah. Like, he's (laughs) just going to beat the Timberwolves' brains in.
2: Well, I can assure you we haven't done it this year. We have done a New York game. We did New York-Indiana.
1: No, I think I think
2: that's the best choice. Yeah, we have not done an Oklahoma City game. So maybe that one's better. All right, fuck it. Tuesday. Minnesota at New York. It's going down. We're watching the game. It's Tuesday. So it's early in the week. We got plenty of time to watch it. I think it'll be fun. My matchup that I'm watching is Cat versus Julius Randle. I want to see that big man battle. That's it for me.
0: I think it's probably going to be Vanderbilt on Randall, though.
2: Eh, We'll see. What about um, RJ Barrett versus Anthony Edwards? That could be
0: fun, right? Dude, I'm telling you, every time Anthony Edwards plays basketball, it's awesome.
2: Maybe that's a more interesting matchup than this. uh,
0: Edwards is so awesome.
2: Big man battle that's not going to (laughs) happen. Yeah, Edwards is fun. So, RJ Barrett's not boring either. Yeah, he's doing it, Edwards. Uh, RJ Barrett's top shot stocks have plummeted. (laughs) They're worth nothing. They went from $300 to $7. That's what the public thinks of RJ Barrett. Desmond Bain, though. No, anyway hey all right that's it (laughs) let's get out of here let's call it
1: thanks for having me on jeff i'll try to eat healthier the night before the podcast next week
2: it's okay thank you for being here brian you're a trooper thanks for hanging in there
1: just remember look just look before you bite you know
2: look before you eat smell before you eat yeah brian i hope you feel better
1: Thanks, man. I appreciate
2: you. Bo, thank you for being here as well.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate I don't
2: know what's happening next week, but that's the show. Kick it!
0: You don't understand. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker.